they're rising, they're rising, they keep rising, the pole. There's nothing we can do to stop them. These regions are unprecedented. Shut it down, shut it all down. What do you mean the whole thing? Shut the whole economy down. There's going to be riots in the street. I don't want to panic. This country. Everybody's going to die. Everybody. You don't have to snack spaghetti sauce at a store. Initiate Operation Warp Speed. Commence the political dampener. Damn it, Jim, I'm a comedian, not a political science major. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hey everybody, how's it going? Shit is still fucked. I'm Tanner. We are back at it with Andrew and Ian. And uh, yeah, it's September 20th and this is episode 48 of In Chaos We Trust. But before we get into things here, get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits. They've got everything you need to stock up your libations cabinet or your beer fridge. And Merchants on Main's got some great gift ideas. You know, we're slowly creeping up on the holiday season so it's never a bad idea to start uh, stocking up on some of those gifts so go down there and check that little place out it's pretty sweet and i've got some photography in there which speaking of if you need some holiday photos or uh you're just trying to get your instagram drip fancied up hit me up i'll shoot you some uh, dope photos so yeah also go to brewchat.com slash store we've got some great other podcasts we've launched including uh ian's show boomer memes and you can also go to the store and buy a t-shirt. We're also, I'm going to hope to be getting some new designs in there here soon. Then some, hopefully like some boomer memes shirts or something. Yeah. Too. yeah, I, got yeah. Some, I got some ideas uh, cooking that I'm going to yeah, ho- yeah. hopefully uh, make happen soon. And, uh, and then, oh yeah, the hopped up network at the hopped Make sure you go check them out. There's tons of other great beer podcasts there. And as usual, our thoughts on the show do not reflect that of our sponsors. But like I said, shit's still fucked, and let's get right on into it. So I guess for those of, of the listeners out there that listen to both Brew Chat and this, this is a little bit of a treat because I'm going to follow up with something I brought up on the Brew Chat podcast because it that's a fun show. I try to bring up fun things, and at the time, it was a fun story. Uh, I brought it up, I think, on the last episode, so last week's episode, episode 205, I think. And... Mm. Basically 305, 305, 305. Yeah. Um, and there was this story had gotten posted somehow via Weston Womp, who I don't find myself agreeing with a whole lot. I heard about this. So basically I couldn't find the original tweet, but basically the tweet that I reported on the last episode of the podcast, when it was a fun story was it seemed a guy was jumped by some teens down uh, around Cherry Street or somewhere downtown. And he was like, little did they know these teens jumped three times state wrestling champion or something, and he fought them off. And then there was something else he posted about somebody else trying to, like, mug somebody. And so I'm talking on here a lot about rising crime rates and stuff, and, like, just be aware, take care of yourself, be aware of your surroundings and whatnot. And so now it's come out. And it's made it to this podcast, which means it's not a fun story because uh, (laughs) wouldn't you know, Weston Womp's full of some horse shit. Uh, Yeah, he fabricated the whole fucking story. So that's Weston Womp that's getting jumped in this in the story. I don't think it's Weston Womp, but Weston Womp is the one that like exaggerated the story. Yeah. And like blew the story out of proportion. I saw I saw some uh, um, another comic in town posted a bunch on her Instagram feed about this. Uh, That's where I I heard about it. Apparently the guy ran into Buffalo Wild Wings after this happened and claimed that he got beat up by like three different gangs. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Weston Womp's just been out there slinging the propaganda. Yeah. You know, because three gangs put aside their differences to beat up yeah. this one guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. It's no. good. Buffalo Wild Wings could advertise on that, though. Like, we're a yeah. safe place. Yeah. You run but in you here. See, you but you see what I mean? This was a fun story when it was like three dudes try to jump a pro wrestler or not a pro wrestler, but like a state champion wrestler. That's a fun story. I'm there for that. But then we find out that, you know, local politician son, I don't think he actually ever got elected anything, but he was Zach Womp's <laughs> kid. So. He's just a rich kid. Yeah, just a rich, seemingly racist asshole kid. Um, yeah, in this video, it, I don't even think it has audio. It's just uh, security footage from a light pole or something showing what Where happened. is this? You said Cherry? I was trying to figure that out. This, I, is, out, this is out front of Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know why I was thinking cherry then, or I guess. Well, maybe. cherry's like the one up. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't really show anything and it goes on for six minutes. Yeah. Well, what you see here is it looks to me, cause I watched this earlier. looks to me like the guy like starts it. Yeah. That's how it kind of looked to me. Yeah. I don't what the headline says up there. Yeah. Police have dropped it and it's just, uh, yeah, it's not even really anything to discuss. I just felt like it was something to bring up locally because yeah, fuck this shit. Weston Womp's always got his hands and stuff trying to meddle. And it's like, if he's going to lie about this shit, what else is he going to lie about? Yeah. Hey, Weston Womp, come on the show. Yeah. Also, come on, boy. <laughs> so yeah. fuck you. You can cut that. He'll, part he'll just actually want to get him. on. <laughs> no, he'll just come on and buy the show and shut it down. Yeah. That, yeah no, that do it. Most likely. I'll start another podcast. Yeah. Dude. I was going to say for how much <laughs> I'll start another one. If like you're going to pay me to just re restart my RSS feed. Okay. Yeah, I got a price. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, I want, I want in on that. I don't know what yeah. it is, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so out. yeah, let's move on to... We, love how we're just like, yeah, this show's for sale, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, and that goes you for anyone. Get, you can get the, the NFT. Get the NFT. Yeah, we'll go to... <clears throat> what I'm dubbing a new segment called Hogwash. We don't have a fun sound effect for it yet, but I'm calling it Hogwash. Where I'm, I want to point out some of the bullshit with police, which I know we've done that before, but this is going to be a more measured tactical approach here. Uh, so I thought this was interesting. There's another local thing. Actually, all of my stuff I'm talking about this week is local. Uh, so there was an Instacart driver. Yeah. That had a gun pulled on him when they dropped off the food. And evidently uh, I've got the, her message here that I'm going to read. Evidently she goes far and beyond from what it seems in that she she's got like little personalized notes that she's had printed on like cardstock. It looks like that she drops in the bag to be like, Hey, my name is this and this. I just graduated from uh covenant college and I'm doing this to help pay some bills. Well, just so you don't like, I guess, so you feel a little more comfortable and it's not just some stranger dropping mm -hmm. off your food. I'm not familiar with Instacart, but from the way it seemed, it seems like you can like request people. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, But like some of the, context i got with it seems like if you've got somebody you really trust like a a janet or something you can always request janet to go get your groceries or whatever and that, yeah and that seems like a good in to become somebody like that for yeah. someone like yeah. a good like you know leave your card and like yeah, kind of yeah. like personalize it a yeah, little yeah. like hey you you know me i've dropped off your groceries yeah. before it's well, a thing yeah. it's, it seems also like if you if you develop a relationship then you can just skip instacart and be like hey yeah, yeah. don't give them a cut skip straight to fucking yeah, just yeah. Now, now that we know each other text me tell me what you need i'll go pick it up and i'll charge you you'll pay about the same but i'll keep all of it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but like bypass the fees and just tip them or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I will also say that this uh, young lady that this happened to, the Instacart driver here, she is a young Asian female. And so she was uh, dropping a delivery off in Red Bank, dropped it off at the door, was walking around. It, I seem to remember uh, reading somewhere that she had like stumbled and like touched the guy's truck to like catch her balance. And he comes out with a gun drawn on her. He's like, what are you doing? I'm calling the police. You're trying to steal all this sort of, and she's trying to explain to him like, no, sir. No. Like, did you order groceries? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the Instacart person. There's your groceries. It's like, <laughs> I'm calling the police to sort this out, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, she's like, okay, well I'm leaving. And so she says she goes to the other neighborhood, a neighboring neighborhood. Oh, calls, I know where Alpine Heights calls yeah, the okay. police on her end just so she can try to get in front of it. And uh, the police come out and talk to her. They go over and talk to him and then dismiss it because come to find out this guy works at the sheriff's department mm. and uh, they dismiss it. And he told them he was, they were like, well, I had my gun on me, but I didn't have it pointer pointed at her. Of course. And uh, so here, I'm going to read her statement. Uh, she posted this on Instagram, and I think more attention needs to be brought to this. It was her business, but after I saw this post, I was like, nah, people should know about this. Uh, hi, everyone. It brings me no pleasure, and I'm frankly pretty scared to share this, but it needs to be shared and said. Wednesday night, while delivering an Instacart order, a customer's husband pointed a gun at me. So I very recently started doing Instacart a few hours in Chattanooga after work on weekends for some extra spending money and some exercise. Wednesday night around 8 p.m., I accepted a Food City order in Red Bank. Order was fine. The lady was pretty gracious about some shortages and substitutions. Uh, It's pretty important to point out that my legal name, I'm not going to give her name, um, is what shows up to customers on these delivery apps, not her American name. Uh, I check out, put groceries in my car and drive to her house. She had requested for me to meet at door. So I put the groceries on her porch and ring the doorbell. No answer. I double checked to make sure the address was right. It was. After a few minutes, I hit leave at door on my Instacart order, take a photo where I left the groceries and head to my car. I even leave a thank you card in the groceries. The porch light was on, but the carport wasn't. Because it's late and I just want to get to my car and go home, I kind of cut against the carport wall to get to my car. And because it's dark and I'm clumsy, I accidentally fumble over some objects on the ground. There's a tiny commotion. I should have yelled sorry, but I didn't and figure it was would be fine. But I hear someone pull the curtains and a man is watching me. Before I know it, he heads out the front door and directs a handgun at me. He accused me of wanting to break in and I answer that I just dropped off groceries and was trying to get to my car but tripped. He calls me a liar and continues to point his gun at me. I ask him, but weren't you expecting groceries? He says, yes, but he saw my hand on his truck, etc. Y'all, if I had my hand on the truck, I was trying to orient myself after tripping, LOL. He says he was going to call the police while aiming his gun at me. Still, he heads to the back of my car, presumably to note my license plate and tells me to get out. It was terrifying. I immediately leave his house in Upper Red Bank, still convinced he was going to shoot, pull into the nearest neighborhood I see and immediately call 911. While I was waiting for officers to arrive, I jot down what happened and report to Instacart. Officers come, take my information, ask me what happened, ask me if I want to press charges. I say yes, and then they, without me, go to his house and get his side of the story. They then come back and say that it was a misunderstanding. He said I was trying to get into his truck and we're going to write it as a verbal dispute and I can get the report from the city in the coming days. 
a bit suspicious, but after I calm down, I eventually drive back. Uh, Thank you to the lady on the phone with me, uh, the dispatch lady, and heard what the cop said. I ended up taking yesterday off, tried to go to the police station, but the report was still being processed and I needed to come back the next day. I tried searching the guy up. I see his wife, the actual customer, maybe a police dispatcher and formerly was a county corrections officer. I get the report today during lunch and y'all, one, the guy is a sergeant in corrections with Hamilton County Sheriff, and two, the police report said that he had a handgun pointed at the ground behind his leg. Real specific with the exact right thing to do. Also wrong. <laughs> Clearly the police are covering each other up. So after some thought and some brief prayer, I'm deciding to go public. I can't imagine had I been of black descent in this scenario. You know, I would have been shot by Sergeant Paul David Donahue. And why would I try to steal something as someone documented with Instacart? That doesn't make sense. A real dumb move. Instacart said they were looking into the case and have unpaired me from the Donahues, but I am, but I'm trying to get them suspended from the service. I don't want anyone else to be in danger. I know people covet their guns and second amendment and all, but it is alarming that this initial response from a uh, law enforcement officer, something reasonable to say is you seem lost. Can I help you with something? Do you need anything else? Like who do you protect? Who do you serve? I don't know what my purpose for sharing this is, but it needs to be out there. Believe me or not, I promise this is the truth. Delivery drivers, Instacart shoppers, and especially those who are female and or minorities, stay vigilant. Turn your blinkers on. Buy a dash cam. Announce what you're doing. Have a friend track your location at all times. Avoid nighttime orders if you can. Uh, stay safe, everyone. Oh, and Black Lives Matter. And there's a picture of her thank you card. Yeah. <laughs> this is... And uh, just to be clear, that's uh, Sergeant Paul David Donahue. Mm. So, yeah, that that's a pretty weird story. Mm. I don't know what to say. Like, other than um, it seems like on the guy's part, like, you know, one thing uh, like she's already like, I feel bad for her because she's already thinking of like things that she could have and should have said, like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm lost or whatever. Uh, or no, I guess she was talking about things she, that he could have asked her, like, are you lost or something like, yeah, for him to just come out and like point a gun at her and then for it to be so specific that he pointed it down. What was it like down by the ground by his leg or something like that for it to be that specific and everything? Like, I don't know. I don't buy that. Well, what it is, is it's, uh, seems to me, that's how I read the situation. It's a loveless sham of a marriage she got in the middle of. Mm. Officer Donahue and his wife can't even communicate over the fucking goddamn groceries. Yeah, because yeah. like, because didn't she say she tried to like she rang the doorbell and, and yeah. or like called or text? Yeah. I like I don't know how Instacart yeah, works. Yeah. But I assume you send a message or something like you do with most of the delivery things. And uh, honestly, like I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like wh- I don't know what you do in that situation if you're her, other than be like, hey, just like duck behind something and be like, hey, check your phone. I I, I called yeah. you. I sent yeah. like trust. There's an Instacart on there but that's like putting it on her where it shouldn't be it shouldn't have to be put on her so like yeah i don't know yeah i mean and that guy seems like you know he seems like every stereotypical like you know I, what i can't remember the exact statistic it's but it's pretty high of like um police officers who have like domestic abuse incidents or yeah. something like yeah. that like and so it seems like i mean I, i'm not trying to say that that's what what's going on but it seems kind of like that i mean is him and his wife can't communicate over the goddamn grocery. Well, the first, you know, he hears a noise. The first instinct is for him to grab his gun and go and confront it. She trying to escape. 
like tells me yeah it tells me like what kind of mindset this guy has with, with any kind of issue he's probably he probably has a temper probably you know quick to get upset that's probably why she didn't tell him about the groceries is because she didn't she you know he's probably having his alcohol and watching his sports and uh here's a noise his first response is to grab a gun and go investigate one you know as a you know, one in three cops, I think, roughly will yeah. do something like that. And I support everyone's right to protect their home. But A, if you're expecting people, right, you know, have the common sense to know that. And uh, my main takeaway is if this guy does, I mean, I don't know what this guy's story is. He could have some, he could be a vet and then also a cop, have some severe PTSD going on. But if you got that shit going on of where you're pulling guns on your grocery delivery person, maybe you shouldn't be a cop. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, and I think that's also like the, the mental, you know, people talk about whenever there's a shooting, they go, oh, it's a mental health issue. It's like, okay, well, let's do something about that. You know, let's say that maybe there should be people who can't, who don't get to have guns anymore. Like I, you know, yeah. I, I generally support the idea that, you know, if there's a weapon that could hurt me, I deserve a fair chance to defend myself with mm -hmm. that reasonably. So like I can't maintain a nuclear silo, so I shouldn't get to have a nuclear weapon, but like a handgun, I don't think is, is a, is a problem. Have you uh, tried to a own nuclear a nuclear silo. Um, it's really expensive. I was going to say, give I'm, yourself some credit. I'm waiting on boomer memes to take off. Mm -hmm. I've got a coffee on my link tree. If you mm -hmm. guys want to throw some money at me mm -hmm. to help me get a nuclear silo, so that I can defend my home you properly just, you, against North Korea. It's about hiring the right people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and having a staff. I need to, I, so you got to throw these dollars at me because I got to pay my staff to maintain these uh, high grade nuclear weapons that are going to be um, parked outside of my house. Yeah. Like around back. But. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It'll be the beacon of East Ridge. Like, what if some guy comes to like break in and starts fiddling on all of a sudden he just hears a. <laughs> it's like sees the ground opening up like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i don't know man rancor pet but uh yeah gotta, i didn't mean to derail you so no, much, no i was no. curious about it but um but i i you know i think that when you talk about like mental Ill, mental illness you know needing to be checked that this seems like a good place to start like mm -hmm. you know i don't think it you know in i i do think that you know if if I had my way, guns just wouldn't exist anymore, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> it's not possible. So yeah, I think I, I think sane people should get to have a gun, but people with like anger issues probably shouldn't. Yeah, like documented anger issues, and yeah. I would call that. Hey, look, there's. I mean, of course, you know, he had his buddy uh, to, to say that, like, no, he pointed it at the ground, even though they weren't there to see it. That's now what's documented. That's now fact. Well, and like the form they have you fill out when you go buy a gun. Like I'm with you, like as a gun guy too, like I'm hundred percent with you is like, make that shit stricter. Cause like when you go like, it's stupid how dumb that form. I mean, like it looks like a legit form. Mm -hmm. Are you a criminal? Check yes Especially or no. like yeah, in Tennessee it's like, now, yeah. Have you consumed marijuana? No. Also, what does that have to do with yeah. <laughs> anything? And uh, it yeah. just, which, yeah, that's actually a very fair point because a lot of these right winger guys storming the Capitol are big potheads in the name of like, <laughs> you know, God gave us this land. 
It's just a plant. The shaman and, if, and all if, that. Yeah. If the tax man, if Uncle Sam's going to tell me I can't grow a plant on the land that I own, fuck him. Well, you know? So it's like you've got yeah. this form asking <laughs> that so you can buy a gun, which I know everybody just fucking lies. Right. But yeah, it literally asks basically like, are you a criminal? And they allegedly run it through some database or something. But I can't remember what it was, but I had a friend recently buy a gun that said, uh, He's not like a felon or anything, but he had <laughs> something on there that shouldn't have allowed him to get a gun. It was nothing violent or anything. to worry. It was like mm-hmm. a pot charge or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, yeah, he was like, yeah, I just didn't put it on there and it didn't pop on the background check. They allegedly did. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, like, I mean, you ask any cop whether he'd rather go, you know, bust in on a room full of drunks or a room full of potheads. They're always going to say potheads. Mm-hmm. So if you if you throw a gun into that situation, wouldn't you rather gun owners be potheads like yeah. doesn't that make oh, yeah. yeah doesn't that make more sense like do you smoke pot no are you sure you need this gun well sergeant donahue could have probably used a doobie yeah yeah you know? <laughs> could have used a his wife would probably like it a little better instacart definitely would mm. and uh yeah you're mm. not going to be able to get delivery groceries anymore bro like well, so far he's just banned from her, like yeah. being, being the delivery. But they are hope, hopefully gonna, you know, yeah. face some some consequences. But it does sound like she's delivering a level of customer service that cannot be matched. Yeah. So he will miss that. Yeah. I would. I would say, um, you know, if you guys, if this story, you know, hits you up, this it's posted on the Chattanooga subreddit. I follow that, so I've been I've actually been keeping up with this too. And uh, I, you know, I, I'd say reach out to this girl and give her some it's, business. Uh, she's yeah, that's a great. I don't want to give her name out. I don't have a problem with the officer because he's a well, she public puts it, figure. She, but she puts it in the Reddit post, right? Oh, uh, well, I actually got it off Instagram and then found the Reddit post. Oh, but it's going around on Instagram under like Chattanooga tags and stuff, mm-hmm. and. Uh, her name's on that. Oh, okay. so I just her being, I don't know her situation and she's not voluntarily putting herself in the public okay. like a cop is. Yeah. So if I'm she's, if she's to not give her name. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know it, so I can't give it out. If she's not putting it out, then I'm saying like, maybe don't stalk her and find it. But yeah. if she puts it out, then I'd say yeah. find it and give her business. Cause yeah. That's, yeah. That's she seems like she does through. a really good job. Yeah. And uh, don't deliver to assholes lady. Like not saying it's your fault at all, but uh, yeah. Don't deliver to Red Bank. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I guess moving on. Um, so yeah, next uh, next up, I guess we're gonna talk about our uh, our. Um, let me let me see if the magic happens again. Our badass of the week. Oh wow! Every time. Badass of the week. Oh, it changes. Let me try something else. Bad arse of the week. Nothing. Okay. That's not like British. moving on. No. Uh, so yeah, I this was literally like we were we were talking about what we were gonna do, and I just stumbled across this like right before we started the show. Um, <laughs> it's I, I mean it was on it's a clip from Inside Edition. Uh, maybe we should uh yeah maybe because it's it's, <laughs> it's you kind of have to, you kind of have to see it but I think like let them explain it and then we can kind of just like maybe take yeah. pauses and explain what's yeah. happening. I'll, I'll say when it <laughs> no we're getting the authentic experience right now of not understanding what's happening this is the truly authentic experience it. of this and we have no idea what she's saying <laughs> yeah right accused of signing total gibberish this time it was at the police news conference announcing an arrest in the tampa serial killings we will be charging 
four counts of first degree murder. Standing off to the side, like, apparently translating every word, this woman. I don't know it, so I don't. 5,000 tips <laughs> yeah. in this case. But it turns out much of what she was signing was nonsense. She waved her arms around like she was singing jingle bells, says one outraged sign language expert. The woman identified as Derlin Roberts has a string of arrests for fraud. So how did she come to be translating at last week's high-profile police news conference? I just didn't ask enough questions. Chief <laughs> Police Public Information Officer told me the woman simply showed up out of the blue and offered her services. Oh man, <laughs> it's so the 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 audacity. I know it's so good. It's so like I mean to to quote well not quote because it's a it's a word anyone can use but that is flagrant as fuck. That is yeah. The fact that she had a criminal record and showed up at the police station like, hey, I can do sign language for your press conferences. And then no one like knew sign language. So no one knew to, to check into that. I wonder how much she was getting paid. Not not just a criminal record, but a criminal record for fraud. For fraud. Seven counts yeah. of fraud. Yeah. Like, how do you even rack up seven counts of fraud? I, you got to respect the grift on some level. Like, you got to be like, this lady is out to fucking bamboozle people like yeah. straight what, up what gets i love me it is she like, goes straight to the police office to do i it could too. completely understand the logic of going to the police office with seven counts of fraud is a big f <laughs> you actually know sign language yeah and you just can <laughs> right. pass it i completely understand that of like you're you're a con artist or a grifter or whatever you're like no i'll just hide right under their fucking noses completely get that but the fact that she doesn't know sign language and is just fucking making shit up, the confidence, like true, like con man stands for confidence, man, yeah. confidence woman. <laughs> the, true. Yeah. And the, the other thing, too, is like she clearly, I think, did some amount of studying. Like she didn't study like actual yeah, sign language, like but she watched like other, yeah. you know, interpreters and stuff and saw probably, probably like some of the common ones that they did mm. enough. Like when she's doing her hand to sign letters, it's all just gibberish yeah. as far as I know anyway. Like there's a few she probably got in there. But um, but when she's doing like some of these, like those are actual like yeah. words. It's just like it didn't make any sense yeah. as far as what the guy was saying. No, it seems like <laughs> it's, she's it's watched brilliant. somebody do sign language, but not actually studied sign language. Right. Like you said, like, yeah. It's like, like if you she, if you it's like she's basically learned to dance. You've heard German, yeah. so you're like, ah, yeah, 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 the Darden flower. Yeah, or like if you're like <laughs> to an, someone in another language, like yeah, like I'm gonna go speak English, and you just say like dog, cat, bird. Yes, <laughs> I hug, hug face. am for yes. <laughs> I got. It. I just. I just think that that's. Uh, no, that's. Solid. Yeah, no, that's it's, it's a, such a that's it, a move. It's such a brazen grift that I kind of <laughs> respect it. Like it's. You know, and, and it's like, I don't feel bad for the victims in this because it's the cops. Yeah. <laughs> like they fucking look stupid. We and should honestly, we should throw this in the show notes, too. Now that we like kind of got that yeah, sorted yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. But y'all, y'all should go there and like definitely watch this. It is a, a better in the visual medium, but it's it's just so good of a grift. She's so confident. Yeah, I wish I, I could be that, that confident about anything. I, I right? can learn from like I do. I do fake sign language in my act now. Um, if I have a bit that uses a l little tiny bit of fake sign language, um, I should actually learn like some actually you know do what she did, which where it's gibberish. But yeah, you you do the right maybe motions. do maybe even learn like a, a really funny sentence that's not what I'm supposed to be saying. 
that people that would who, be the best move. Yeah, the people who do speak your fluent sign language, like that's an extra little joke for mm. them. That's when you pulled this up to show us, like what it would you were technically be the only joke for them. Yeah. <laughs> When you pulled this up to show us like what you were going to put up for Badass of the Week this week, I, that's kind of the route I thought it was taking was that she actually was signing, but signing something like these motherfuckers have been Get like doing all this. Here. Like, <laughs> like I, had a I thought it was going to be a little in joke. I like forgot that. about this, but I had a teacher, this a little sidebar, but I had a teacher in high school that uh, like if you asked him like, like, I don't know, say he was like, gave you an assignment was like, Okay, I need you guys to fill out this uh, worksheet and then uh, put it up here on my desk when you're done. And say you had a follow-up question that was like, yeah, Mr. So-and-so, how much time do we have to do that? He would do this like dumb imitation where he's like pretending to do sign language. Be like, how much time do I have to do that? Oh, God. Oh. How fucking toxic is that? That that guy was a teacher. That's yeah. pretty bad on like yeah. at least a couple levels. Yeah. 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 Like honestly, though, he could be president. <laughs> yeah. If he wants to yeah. run. No, that guy was a <laughs> fucking prick. I took that teacher to the principal. Yeah. That's how big of a dick he was. <laughs> yeah. Which like is not he, the he uh, a bully. order of operations. Yeah, he was a bully. Happens. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So talking about this grifter, I've got a grifter I wanted to bring up here. I just thought this was entertaining um no not that one yeah this guy's there was a guy arrested on signal mountain which normally i'd be like whatever good <laughs> but upon a deeper dive here yeah just search the name page michael summers and you will get a whole there's actually a whole separate website devoted that someone's paying for just to like talk about how shitty this guy is the truth <laughs> the dash truth that dash about dash page dash summers.com oh man i i got a page is spelled like like the lady name yeah okay. wait yeah. is this a guy yeah it's a guy named page um huh, let's see about this video here nothing wrong with it i've just never met a guy named page Isn't there like a... There's orders in front. Yeah, Bobo. <laughs> All we do is walk. How much longer? Um, how much longer I keep walking? Anyway, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what this video is. What did it's I just, just watch? It's just him walking with his dog. But yeah, this uh, website, it's got, there's 23 victims that he's conned. Uh, it's got the proof on here. See, here's the con. He kind of looks like Tiger King. Yeah, this is like a fairly like built out website with lots of content talking about all the cons this guy's pulled. And he was evidently arrested on uh, Signal Mountain. But yeah, there was this whole thing in Arizona that he fled with bucket trucks. What are bucket trucks? Uh, like those trucks with the lifts in them, like the oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, dump truck, basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like here. Uh, uh, okay, so y'all don't know me, and I understand. And this is probably why you keep asking because I'm getting a lot of questions. Why am I selling that car, and or why should or don't or I just whatever. 
uh, <laughs> I don't value any material things in my life. Only thing I value is uh, um, that I can glorify God's name and that little fat bulldog milking his moon monkey right there. <laughs> uh, and I'll do whatever I have to to keep him in a happy life and a good life as long as I can. It's just, it's just a car. I've had more than most men have ever had, and I just nothing, none of it mattered. You know, the only thing that matters to me is my relationship with Christ. It's, it's a car, um, so that's why I'm selling it, so we can, so I can provide for us. Silly. <laughs> what a cool guy! I know that's not our show; that's a different show. Yeah. But this guy is cool guy material. I wonder if this this website seems kind of like a scam. I wonder if he's behind this too. Like somehow, and it's like a double scam. I don't know. I don't understand how he scam. I, mean, I guess the stories explain like what his scams actually are, but yeah, I mean, it's a very in depth website. It's got like text screenshots here. I didn't have time to go through it all today because I just found this this morning. But it's like, yeah, evidently this guy's had a long string of cons that he's run on 27 different people at least. And, uh, well, he said he'd do whatever he had to to make yeah. sure his little pup pup was fed, which is, I mean, you know. What gets me about, <laughs> like, I don't think this exists, but a, a guy, a middle-aged guy that dresses like that, like the fucking Tiger Kings, the fucking, uh, not even middle-aged, the like post-middle-aged, but like, who is the guy that wore the bandana on his head that bought Tiger King's farm? Oh, I know what you're talking that about. Guy, Jeff, what's his name? Jeff Lowe. Like that guy, show me a guy that's in his 50s wearing an Ed Hardy shirt and a bandana. That's a good guy. I don't think that exists. Yeah. I'm convinced it does not exist. Like, like he's out there doing like make a wishes for kids and taking them to Disney World and shit. No, they're all fucking con artists. And like, that's exactly, I mean, I know this podcast is a podcast and an audio medium, but that's exactly how that guy looks. He's got a fucking rhinestone looking cowboy hat. And I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Moving on. I guess it'd be a good time for an ad break. So I'm, we're going to take a quick break, throw an ad and we will be right back. Ian. Hey man, just checking in again. What's going on? You guys still don't knock. You're really cutting into my door budget at this point. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's just that our ad last time ran a little bit long, so we wanted to get straight to the point this time. Ad? Wait, is this an ad? Am I living in an advertisement? Dude, it's 2021. We're pretty much all living in advertisements these days with all the data our ISPs track. Right, then they legally sell that data to ad companies. You might remember from the last time we broke in, we've been through this. Yeah, yeah, I knew that part. Just excuse me for needing a second to process that this version of me only exists inside of an advertisement. Didn't you hear, Andrew? We don't even remotely have time for you to process that. Let's keep it short and simple this time, just like signing into ExpressVPN. X, uh... Uh, Express VPN. Express VPN. Oh, you yeah. need the details again? Do I have a choice? You didn't even choose to ask that question. Everything you say was written by somebody else. But here's the rundown. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so that your ISP can't see the sites you visit. It also encrypts 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. And it's available on all your devices, so there's no excuse to not use it. Right, I've been using it. I'm well aware of how it runs so seamlessly in the background that half the time I don't even realize it's on, and how all you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Tanner, call to action? You know it. Fans of the show can protect their online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash in chaos we trust to learn more. And we are back. So, uh, yeah, I guess moving on, that was, I think, now I've got one more local thing I wanted to play, which kind of gets into, I feel like COVID is just its own segment at this point. By the way, um, there is, I know of another male page, uh, the band Helmet, uh, their guitar player is named Paige Hamilton. Mm. Mm. Little fat, fun trivia fact. It's not related to anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is made it onto public freakout on Reddit. But this is at our very own Walmart here, right up the road here on Signal Mountain Road, right below Signal Mountain, where old uh, Paige was arrested. Yeah, it's just a crazy anti-vaxxer in the Walmart here. I'll just play it. I asked the pharmacists why they're wearing their mask. Does that mean that they haven't been vaccinated? And they said that's Walmart store policy to, even if you're vaccinated, to wear your mask. And then this young man came up with his grandfather and his, uh, he said, I want to get the COVID shot for this kid. And I started talking to him about the COVID shot and his grandfather pulled me away. Here he is right here. Hey, why? Research it, bro. It's the mark of the beast. I'm a street preacher. I go out and preach about it. I've researched it. Do not take that vaccine. I, I, I took it once. Yeah, you, you can tell me a hundred times. Well, I'm not a police guy. For what? For you, what? You're harassing me. I mean, nobody's harassing you. I'm trying to save this man's soul. You get out of here. You're it's leading him to hell. No, you don't get your DNA tra- uh, corrupted by a uh, mark of the beast vaccine. Repent! The kingdom of heaven is at hand! The vaccine is the mark of the beast. The number of the beast. The path behind the vaccine He's is just quoting Iron Maiden now. H O six O six O six 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 six. The mark of the beast. Six six six. here. Mark of the beast. Hold on. Wait 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 wait. Six six six. Wait 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 wait. Just a second. Let's go back. Go, click back just a bit. Just a bit. As he's as he's leaving, I think I fucking know a guy. This guy on in the black shirt. No, no. So I used to live over by this place with a guy, and I thought that was that guy. I was like, oh shit, it's my buddy, but it's not him. <laughs> it just look. It looks a lot like, even though he's wearing a mask, it's like he's got one of those yeah yeah kind of bodies you can tell. But I can tell by looking, that's not him. How come I never get to be in these places when they? I would love when to encounter this is one going of these down, ones. right? I would love it. Like that's pretty. That's I assume that's the six, end of the six, video. Six, oh, okay. Spencer here, Mark and the Beast. Y'all need to repent. Don't blow up at me, man. You don't scare me. Don't blow up at me. Hey, don't you even touch me, son. Get your mind right. Quit working for the Antichrist. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I'd love to be there when some of that shit went down. Just uh, to just a fucking like troll cuz I'm not much. Like I'm not a big dude. I'm not going to fucking like fight this dude or anything crazy. But just to troll. Just to be I, like I hell would, yeah, man. I would love <laughs> to get him to take a swing on me. I would love it. Oh, I thought you were going to say you'd love to get him on the pod, which No, nah, I'm good nope. on that. No, I don't <laughs> want that. Like I feel like if I was that in the situation, dominates a conversation. I'd be like, "Hey man, you're right." Uh, COVID's fake and we can prove it right now. I want you to tongue kiss me right here in, in the middle of this Walmart to prove how fake COVID Ooh, that'd is. That'd be good. And then if you see how down he is. You show him a positive COVID test and you're like, kiss me right now, dude. Let's do this. I'm going to 
We're gonna we're, let's spit back and forth in each other's mouths. Kissing is a little much. Let's just let's just drink each other's spit, <laughs> swallow, and we'll be fine. And everyone will see that you are telling the truth of God. It's not a sin. It's a sin to kiss another man, but it's not a sin to drink another man's spit. With that logic, that's no different it, than the <laughs> snake handling churches. I just I don't know. I, I, it, it's, if you got faith in God by you kissing me, you shouldn't turn gay. It's just funny how, like, you know, you you know, I follow a lot of people who try to give a, a more nuanced take on things, and that you know, the 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 message that goes around, and ultimately, I, I do agree with the message, but I don't. I don't see it enough. I think because we live in an area with a high concentration of a certain type of individual, but you always hear like, well, not everyone on the other side is one of these crazy people. And it's just really hard to, to have faith in that anymore. And be like, no, there's, we, there's still a, there's still a, a, a segment of that side that we can recruit from that. We can like, you know, we can show the, the, the light, you know, we can, we can, we can save these people. We can bring them back. I don't think, I'm thinking that like more and more, like, I mean, I've got people in my family, like I've talked about it on the show before who said that they're like, you know, I think it was when all the, the protests were going on last year, they were, they were basically and or like, and then like, I want to say even around January 6th, they're like, we're going to get guns and we're going to start, we're going to join a militia and, and, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. But uh, I mean, they're like, exactly. And I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, it, it makes me, it makes me really, I'd say this all the time. I, I want to move to a, a blue state really bad. Yeah, you say that, but it's more expensive there. I know. That's why I got <laughs> That's why you need to uh, get on my coffee. Send me like yeah. a $3, $3. If ever if I can get a, a few thousand people to do that, just send me a buck, you know, three bucks. Yeah. Um, I can afford to fought, chase my dreams, my Hollywood dreams. I want to go out to the liberal Hollywood with not enough money and make all my dreams come true. Yeah. I was going to say, I used to live in a blue state and it is, uh, you know, it's better as far as like, well, uh, the three of us are cis men that, you know, a lot of the Texas, you know, the local, like the, or the not local, le- recent stuff um, doesn't affect us on that level. It affects us, but not on that level. Um, yeah, I'll say it's a little bit letter, or a little bit better living in a blue state, but there's still, you still got problems. You still got corruption. You still got like, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with all this other than You've just got like, I guess like light fucking sucks Yeah, it's like <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I just I, I, I've just I, been I, really down on the Democrats this week. Was, yeah, like was I used probably, to want to move to California like I mean so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I did not envision like I mean it was like my calling, man. And I'm pretty happy in here school, in Chattanooga, yeah. but it was like I was so fixated that it was like no, no matter what I do, I got to get out to California. That's the only place I can be happy. For no other reason than just like, I thought the industry I wanted to work in was out there, which it's not anymore. Um, and I don't even want to work in that industry anymore. And then good weather, good landscapes. But yeah, uh, I, I cannot imagine living in California right now. No, I think I'd rather go to Denver. Yeah. Denver, I yeah. think I'd be okay with. But like, yeah, just even... Like without, the, have even weed. without COVID, I cannot see myself moving to California, mm-hmm. you know, even prior to COVID, like the idea of living out there. No. Should we actually, speaking of California, they had their recall election. This yeah. Week yeah. On the 14th, I think was the, uh, you know, a lot of people did early voting, but that's when it, you know, the, the election day was anything and everything. And uh, Gavin Newsom won re-election. 
like pretty handily yeah, too. I, I think, think it was it, like yeah. 60 it was two thirds to one third basically fucking Larry Elder was an idiot yeah. he was he was a fucking nightmare and I think yeah. that's like a lot of um I think a lesser Republican like a, a, a yeah. less Trumpy Republican right. like yeah. they have kind of like you know well the, change the outcome of that a little bit but this kind of bleeds into another thing which probably didn't deserve its own segment anyway but like I think we're seeing kind of a changing of the guard. Like the, the Republicans are having to figure out who, who they are now because, I mean, you're always like the, the guys like that. I guarantee you that guy loves fucking Trump, right? The guy who's screaming in Walmart. Um, that guy fucking loves Trump. I, I'm almost positive of it. I'd be like, hey, who'd you vote for? Did you vote for Biden? <laughs> He's going to say, hell no. I voted well, Biden's for the Antichrist or whatever. So, right, right, right. So um, those Walmart employees are working directly for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've got guys like that who are always going to be guys like that. But then I actually people like the the suits, the Republican suits who jumped on to Trump because it was the hot, the new hotness. Um, now, I think are starting to realize that it's, it's, it can be a bit toxic. And I think especially when you're trying to win things like a, you know, the California governorship where it's like I think that that Larry Elder's connection to Trump was his kiss of death there. And that's why because I, I, I mean, I don't think by, uh, Newsom was not popular, like even a month. No. Like it's just it's just that Larry Elder was so much worse. It was it was really the Republicans' game to win, and they just seem like they're like, well, are, are, people are still stoked on Trump, right? Let's throw Larry Elder up, and hey, right. he's a he's a black guy, so they can't say he's racist. Yeah, there's like a couple like I think really big important things kind of like rolled into the California recall election. One being, yes, like a lot of like. Trump publicans slash like, you know, ones that are being endorsed by Trump are are not doing well and are kind of falling by the wayside in a lot of like local and state elections. And two, I think, um, uh, well, I don't even know if it's arguable, but like the more important factor being that Larry Elder had a a link on his website the day before the election even happened. So on like September 13th, that was like that was basically saying that the Democrats had won because they stole it and he claimed oh that was unintentional we didn't mean to put that link up there but even if that's the case you had that fucking ready yeah. I, I don't think that's the case i think they actually like meant to put it up when they did yeah because they wanted to cast like early doubt on it i think they may have even put it up on the 11th or 12th or something um to get to to kind of further that fraud narrative to get more Republicans out to vote because like it doesn't help after the fact as much other than, you know, you can file lawsuits and and shit. But uh, I think they intentionally put it out early and even like the version they're pushing where they didn't intentionally put it out early Mm. is still like, this is a dangerous precedent. It's not them starting the precedent. Obviously it was like the Trump 2020. Mm. Actually, honestly, it was even like the Trump 2016 campaign that kind of started the precedent because he even said, if you remember like the 2016 campaign, which we all do (laughs) that, uh, that if the Democrats won, it was only going to be by stealing or cheating or like whatever. Like he, he went ahead and set that narrative up, which is like, if anybody's ever read the boy who cried wolf type shit, it's like, come on, how is this working on these people? He was saying shit about, cause he didn't win the popular vote. No. Yeah. And I think he was saying shit about that too, of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he, yeah. Even like in the days after he even won the electoral and like, Mm. even after Hillary had like conceded and all that shit. Uh, he was still saying like, well, I also would have won New Hampshire and this state and that state yeah. if you don't count the illegals that voted there. <laughs> so like really technically, I actually won bigger than I did. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. But but like it's just it's all a point to me of just like it's super fucking scary moving forward with 
all these Republicans that are already setting up like it's going to become an increasing thing it, that they all do mid race, well, like mid, uh, you know, primary or yeah. race or whatever. D- didn't Trump speak out about that? Like to also s- drop in the early bomb saying like, oh, yeah, it's they're, they're So oh, He started it yeah. in August, dude. Yeah. Like around the time we started this show, like we were talking. I'm talking we about calling specifically you're talking about for the California one. Specifically oh, yeah. this yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and, too. and do you think that that maybe even made it worse because like a lot of Republicans were just like, well, if it's rigged, fuck it. I'm not going to go vote. That gets more eyes and ears on it. I think. Yeah. The fact that like Trump is talking about it makes like, I mean, California voters are probably already kind of, you know, clued in quote unquote clued in on that. But yeah, I think the the fact that he talks and, and uh, whatever his version of tweeting is now about it definitely gets more eyes and ears around the country. Cause like I have people, you know, the, the conservative, like uh, the couple that I usually always talk about, like debating on here and stuff, they live in one of them lives in Virginia. Uh, and uh, it's like they weren't talking about the California election until Trump started talking about the California recall election. And then the narrative was like, oh, so you guys don't want a black governor. And it was so transparent about like this says more about you than about like than what you think it says type thing mm-hmm. like. I, I don't know. It was a mess. I'm, I'm glad that Newsom won re-election. Like he's not super popular there, but he was popular enough. Yeah, to I, I don't like Elder. Newsom and how nobody, he's nobody in some California of the COVID really does, shit, but, but not, and that's that was that was why the fear of him losing yeah. the recall was real because people were like, oh, people do yeah. not like this guy. They might not know all the facts and vote yes recall, not knowing that that's mm-hmm. basically going to send Elder in. No, it uh, two things is. I saw a debate Larry Elder did like a year and a half, two years ago where he debated uh Hassan. Hassan Piker. Yeah. Oh, from, yeah. And it's like Hassan really? walked all over him. Uh-huh. And it's like, and I don't think Hassan's like a super strong debater or anything. Right. I think he's just a pretty average guy, but uh-huh. I, that's why I'm saying is I was like, if he was able to fucking walk all over this dude. Yeah. Who's a candidate a debate, for a governor of our like, like of a state that on its own would be like the sixth or seventh largest economy in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, uh, and then second thing is uh, it almost make what you said almost makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if maybe the Republicans are putting some of these people up because they know they'll lose just to preemptively put forward this like no the libs are stealing the elections local and national we've got to do something about it just to sow more distrust in the system they know fucking larry elder was going to lose but no it lets us fucking stoke that fire yeah i mean maybe it it seems like i don't know what the end goal or at least like but i was gonna say like conventional wisdom but like conventional wisdom is like shit nowadays like it doesn't fucking mean anything anymore conventional wisdom tells me that uh, you would still have to put up a candidate that at least keeps it close to even realistically be able to claim that, like claim, you know, fraud and like things like that. You'd have to keep it within like the the I think like Elder or like the no, no recall had 66 uh, percent. As in we're going to keep Newsom. Sorry, I said that backwards. And uh, the elder contingent had like the 33. So, you know, two thirds and a third. Like, I think you'd have to have some candidates that at least keep it close. You couldn't put up like the most crazy one yeah. that realistically is going to get 10% of the votes and then claim that this they thing lost. Just how ah, they're good of- enough. Like Larry Elder, I'm sure whatever Republican group put him up there, it's yeah. like, well, he's a black. He'll get the votes. Like, right. You know, that's how they look at that shit. And the more and- I say that and talk about it, I don't, I'm not even convinced by my own point. 
because I think they can they can claim whatever the fuck they want yeah. at this point. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder if like I mean, kind of like what you were saying, if there actually is like, well, you know, to get a little conspiratorial and it's, it's a, I mean, it's come out in a lot of different ways that it's not even really a conspiracy. But like the way that, you know, the way spycraft in 2021 is way different than it used to be like it used to be. Uh, we're going to send a guy, you know, who's going to pretend like he's from your country and, he, you know, he's going to move into a neighborhood and develop a thing. But he's actually doing this shady stuff underneath. What it is more now is like social engineering and, and like using, mm-hmm. you know, it's spreading propaganda through social media. Like, you know, like the Trump election, you know, the uh, the Russia election uh, stuff, like the whole that whether they were meddling with the machines or not, I don't think they're that came out but what they were doing is pumping a lot of fake propaganda out and like you know spreading memes and getting on 4chan and and riling up a um you know a uh you know sort of very vocal minority uh you know helping them establish a narrative um and so it makes me wonder if there's you know the whole like it just it's what what makes me think of that is i've seen now like in my algorithm a bunch um, I searched for it once because you had brought it up, uh, but I'm getting a lot of things about the story of the Battle of Athens. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering if maybe that story is getting more light shed on it to kind of inspire some of these people Could to be, be revolutionaries. Because what's the story there? Well, I mean, for those who don't know, the Battle of Athens happened in Athens, Tennessee, in like right post-World War II, I think. Everybody was coming home from the war. Mm-hmm. Um, but while all the, the soldiers were gone at the war, the at the time, corrupt Democratic Party of Tennessee had completely just rigged the, the election system in, in not just this county, but in, in, or in that county, but in multiple counties. Uh, but it came to a head in Athens where like the, the kind of the kingpin of all this was and all the returned troops didn't like that and put a stop to it. And it was a armed confrontation. It was a battle. Um, it's the you know, they, they kind of overthrew the uh, government and found that like because this guy wasn't keeping it close. He was saying that he was winning in a landslide and everybody was talking like, well, I didn't fucking vote. Who fucking voted for him? And so when they went and actually counted the, the, the votes, it was actually a landslide in the other direction. Well, and I think in the Battle of Athens, if I'm not wrong, it was like it was it was less politicians and more like it was the sheriff, right? Yes. It was the sheriff's was office like, and deputies. And yeah. well, they, they had been hired by the politicians. And so they were they were kind of their own. They just had an agreement. In, of, they were the enforcers. Yeah. And, and so. um and like they were deputizing basically any like criminal they could find who would just do what they say. And so it was people who didn't mind roughing people up and didn't mind, you know, intimidating people. Yeah. And, and they were paid on like like commission almost or something. Yeah. Like basically, like, like the, but solely like the, the, the more. Sorry, you were going to go into it. Yeah. The yeah. Crimes they, they found. Yeah. If you arrest someone, that's that's, you know, it's, it's like headhunting kind of. Yeah. Um, and so which we're seeing again in Texas. Right. Right. And so I feel <laughs> I feel like. Maybe, maybe that narrative is, which I think it's a cool story and it's, it is kind of inspiring because it was actual corruption that people rose up against. But it, like, again, the narrative, you can bend that easily to say, look, these, the, you know, good, honest, hardworking Tennessee veterans, you know, mm-hmm. um, fought against them crooked Democrats who were rigging elections. Yeah. It was veterans versus cops. And, uh, you know, that's like, if that were to happen today, I think there were a lot of people, there would be a lot of people that would have a real problem picking a side in that well something that's come i mean this is a little bit of a sidebar but something i've noticed in the past couple years since trump well not since trump was in office but since he was elected is like when i was in college and i got with that like i don't know say ian i learned that you're from a military family and that you used to be in the navy odds are i could assume you were conservative 
where now the most, I can't tell you the last time I met a military person that wasn't old, like Vietnam era. Um, but like our generation of military, like Afghanistan, Iraq people, I can't tell you the last one of those Iraq, Afghanistan vets I've met that was Republican. Well, I'll tell you my experience of the veterans that I know in my life from like my age group, the people that I went to school with that went to war and came back. Um, those people tend to, you know, cause, and I have, I have a pretty wide age range there because, you know, I've, being in entertainment, I, I, st- I keep up with the young kids these days. I know what's hip and, and cool. So I have a pretty wide age, age range of friends. Um, and it seems like the people who go and serve overseas and come home hate whichever party sent them mm, there. That makes sense. Yeah. So if they were, if it was during the Bush years, they come back hating Republicans. If it's Obama, they come back more Republican, you know? Mm. So it's just whoever sent them there, they're like, and they get over there and they realize like we're doing, you know, we're basically hired thugs for this corporation or for Halliburton or whatever the fuck. I don't know much about that, <laughs> but I'm just saying like that most, they don't like to talk about specifics, but they'll say like, yeah, it's, we, we were over there for stupid fucking reasons. Mm. People died for stupid fucking reasons. We had to kill for stupid reasons. Mm. And, um, they tend to hold resentment against the whoever. Yeah. It's just a, I think a weird thing to me I've noticed. And like, it gives me a little solace when I see things like January 6th, knowing that, yeah, they're wearing their airsoft jackets and they may look and like, sure, they're, they've got AR-15s and shit, but that doesn't mean they know how to use them. Like, sure, they may know how to empty a clip. Do they know what to do with it when it jams? Do they know how to put a new clip into it and charge it? Like, yeah. yeah. They but, may not know how to do all well, that. There are organizations that that do, and they're like they do. But at the problem. end of the day, they're fucking uh, the Oath Keepers. I think is the one fucking that's from the ex-vets. James Corden thing I showed you earlier. They're a bunch of booze pandas. They don't have any actual training. Sure, some of them may be cops, but overwhelmingly, if there's military people in those groups, they're going to be older for yeah, the most part. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, well, like Oath Keepers, I think like. They're probably like average in their thirties. I mean, they're not, you know, they're, they're guys from Afghanistan and Iraq and like Mm. more recent conflicts that have a broad experience or experience abroad. They probably peeled potatoes or something. They're like, yeah, I was in Afghanistan. I had no idea. And they're like, yeah, you'll meet some dudes like, yeah, I was dispatched to Afghanistan. I was in an office the whole time. Yeah. Paperwork. I mean, I hope so. I hope that's the case because the Oath Keepers are one of the ones that I'm that I, you know, is is one of the biggest like red flags in my book mm-hmm. and everything. But like, I think it also like to your to your like what we were talking about earlier. I think it also depends on like the branch. Yeah, because I, I like from what I've heard, what I've understood from veterans from these branches and stuff is I think like the Air Force is a little bit more left and or just kind of maybe apolitical or something. I, I take like, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. The, the, I, the Marines are maybe a little bit more right uh the army a little bit more left well so marines and i don't know as much about the navy Mar- yeah uh, i don't know that much uh, so here's here's they have bro- boats i think i was in rotc in high school so i've I dealt with a lot of recruiters and stuff um they didn't Which get one? me i don't mean to disrespect that but legit question is that just pretend army yeah yeah. Okay. Which one? It's, it's, it's kids who probably are thinking that they're going to go into the army so they're getting a lot of kind of early like um mm. Like it's not it's not real training. It, it replaces P because there is physical stuff going on. So it's kind of train. It's like kind of, you know, you have to run and do stuff like that. But like um, 
it's getting people used to like the the organizational structure so that when you come in you you have a better idea it's kind of an early recruitment thing is really what it is um getting people used to banging the people that they're closest to too from what i understand oh well i didn't oh yeah there were a lot of ro couples i didn't date any any uh ro girls in high school but Mm. um what but yeah, you, you usually you'd see a lot of like serious relationships and it'd be two people in RO together. But it's Reserve Officers Training Corps, right? I th- guess. I, I think that's the I don't ROTC. Remember. I don't remember. We just so called I, it RO. We got called Pickles because we I was were. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say from the uh, from just that acronym, you would think like it's people that are hoping like, all right, I'll go into the military, but I want to be like an officer. I don't want to be like. Yeah, there would be ones <laughs> down at in the shit MTSU like. <laughs> I have no idea. They had like wooden guns they would march around with. And, yeah, yeah. And I do think if you got promoted high enough in RO, it did actually, you could put that on your like form mm-hmm. and they would, they would, it would help you start off in a better position when you, when you actually did enlist. That makes sense. Um, but, um, well, and, and I think, you know, so I think, I mean, I know there's college RO programs too. So I think, you know, also if you, if you, you know, rank high enough in high school and go to college and join a program, you get to start off at a mm-hmm. higher rank. Um, I don't, I don't a hundred percent know that, but, um, it was, I mean, it was fun and, and, and cool kind of, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not a sports guy, so I, I kind of just liked hanging out and, you know, shooting, like, I think we shot like pellet guns at, mm-hmm. at targets and stuff. That was fun dealing with the recruiters. So kind of going back to what you were saying, um, well, I mean, the Marines come off as more right wing, but that's most of the people that I know that went into the military, went into the Marines. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them don't, don't, don't fuck with the right wing at all. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, I mean, those are all generalizations. Obviously, uh, but. but I will say that the Air Force was the one that interested me the most because it seems the cushiest. Like the bases seem pretty nice. Um, you, you don't do it's, it's more like technical learning. Like you learn how to use complex equipment and let's hang out in Colorado Springs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed it seemed the cushiest. It seemed like the best. And then I found out cushiest like with a K. Yeah. One of the hazing things that the Air Force apparently does, though, is when you get your wings, they pin it to your chest and everyone in your squad comes and punches at one time. Mm, that's fun. Yeah. So that's that I'm a, I'm a pussy. So I was just like, yeah, Nope, that shit. Nope. I'm out on that. Uh, they could punch me anywhere and I would be unhappy about that. Yeah. I'd Not take, just on the pin. Yeah, I'd be I'd like, take, Hey, I take like a punch to the chest or something. I, that wouldn't bother me right now. Uh, I mean, you, you want to, it's yeah, good it's content. Everybody. Far. It's a little far. It's good. Good political content. He's going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess all I was saying earlier with, what you just said about the military and is yeah, there's definitely people to worry about that was there on January 6th, like for sure, like the oath keepers and stuff, but it does give me a little bit of solace that it seems like the most highly trained of the military individuals have enough sense Mm -hmm. to not go party with those. And and we've also got like, um, um, you know, was it Millie, Uh, you know, apparently (laughs) planning. Depends who you ask. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Cause, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm torn on it. But yeah, if one of y'all want to introduce it or whatever here, I don't know. You want to enter the clip? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, or just talk about it or if we got a clip or whatever. Yeah, so we were talking about uh, general, like what, four or five star? I don't know. Giuliani will get into it. but uh, Four Mark, or five stars, 12 stars. Four, throw 12, up to 20, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Mark Milley, who has like, there, there's these like, recent uh, quotes and like kind of like revelations about things that he said. Uh, some of them are direct quotes. Some of the most of them, I think, are indirect quotes, but uh, about the kind of like days, like the latter days of the Trump White House um, and just about as soon as Trump knew that he had lost and the kind of countermeasures that they had to take, like he even spoke to his 
Chinese counterpart, I think his, uh, uh, whatever the secretary of war defense over there is and kind of had to make some assurances that things would go smoothly, blah, blah, blah. But, um, anyway, all that, you know, I, I don't know enough about it to really say that, say that I know more than Rudy Giuliani does, I guess. Um, I think he can probably put it better. He had a nine 11 speech where he was like really eloquent. He was really, um verbose actually that part is probably well, he's, true he, he's known for his class and his demeanor you know yeah he was really really sober um he's never touched a drink and uh yeah this is what he had to say about it Could you imagine tony blinken or miley My he means miley a general <laughs> let's talk about miley cyrus the other day he said that the bagram air force base is not strategically important I wanted to grab his, what do you have, five stars, 10 stars, 12 stars? He has so many stars that come coming up to his ears. I wanted to grab his stars, shove it down his throat and say, it's 400 miles from China, asshole. I want that clip. China is going to be our enemy for the next 40 years. You have an air base 400 miles from them and you're giving it up, idiot. What the hell is wrong with you? Who pays you? Christ, that is crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't get into this. What Biden did in the last two weeks is freaking insane. It cannot be explained. Well, 20 years ago, I did my job for the country. I'm very proud of it. But I did it because of them. What Bernie demonstrated to you, I was so happy he did. You can't show everybody, right? You can't show, look, every one of them would like to show you the 10 people that supported them. Right, Espo? Right, Joe? Right? You didn't do it on your own. How many people did you have helping you? I had Denny, I had Tony, I had Howard, I had Joe. I had a lot of people. Where's Tony? I mean, these people, they were with me. Uh, I couldn't have done She said, you did, you did a wonderful job. On September. Uh, this is the Queen of uh, England. Part. And therefore, I'm making you an honorary knight, commander of the royal something or other. I turned down a knighthood because if you took a knighthood, you had to lose your citizenship. I know Prince Andrew is very like, questionable now. I never <laughs> went out with him, ever. Never, never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a young girl with him, ever, ever, ever. One never time, with him. I met him in my office and one time when we had the party, right, Bernie? You were there. So... Never met with him, except the time I had him in my office about the party. Yeah, you were there too, Bernie. Yeah. So Rudy Giuliani, that was his 9-11 speech. And if you uh, were confused as to how that was his 9-11 speech and he didn't mention 9-11, you are not alone. <laughs> uh, he basically just goes off on like this like political rant or like, I don't know, pseudo political rant or something against Millie, which I guess we can go into. And then the weird like I think that part they tacked on at the end there about like the queen and Prince Andrew and all that was just to show like these are some other highlights of how yeah, fucking yeah. wasted this dude was. Dude, he could have just gone after 9-11 and just lived his life out on a farm and been like the mayor 
that brought back New York after 9-11. You yeah. know, like, because he was, I remember. He's probably got more cousins I mean, it, it was before I knew, it was before the Trump presidency and he got involved with Trump. But even knowing he was a Republican, there was a time where I was a fan of Giuliani just on how he handled New York after 9-11. Right. Well, yeah. He was in on it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, so well, hold on. You said he has more cousins. Did he marry his cousin? Oh, yeah. Giuliani married his cousin. They're divorced what? now. What? He married his, uh, it might have been his second cousin, but you know. Jeez. Second cousins are cousins. Yeah, it's still a cousin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can go look that up. That listeners. means he banged his cousin. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying, though. Just, yeah, go live on a farm upstate. You got more cousins. How, how wide apart Pick are, uh, he's got daughters? Uh, I know he's got a son who unsuccessfully ran for yeah. governor, I think. Are his eyes real far apart? Mayor. Uh, I don't know, he's not just, an attractive man. You just tend to get the eyes. His name is some Andrew, weird distances so. between them. Sometimes they're start. too close together. Yeah. A little too close together, a little too far apart. Yeah. You get some disparagement there when you start. Yeah. Fucking your cousins. Yeah. So, um, which is, uh, kind of, a rolls into a point that we were talking about as far as pure bloods. If you wanted to go into that. Well, I want to talk about this Millie thing Millie? a little more, uh, cause we didn't really touch on him going kind of back channeling. I guess we sure, touched yeah, on yeah, it a little yeah. bit, but cause I'm torn on this because yeah, I guess the story is that, you know, you touched on it where, uh, you know, in the waning days in the Trump presidency, he was going like making back channels to China and stuff just to be like, Hey, this guy's unhinged, uh, Trump meaning Trump, uh, we're not going to let war happen or anything crazy happen. So I'm torn on this. On one side, yeah, I see the issue of like treason a little bit of like, eh, you're beneath the president and you're doing stuff that he's not commanding you to do on the, which that could potentially be well, I mean, it's, used for nefarious means. It's literally undermining the president. Yeah. Like, it's setting a scary precedent. So I a hundred percent get that. On the other hand though, I can't remember Everybody had a book coming out like there for a while. Like, yeah, there's like a Woodward and uh, yeah, everyone had a book coming out that was fired from the Trump presidency. And I can't remember what book it was, but one of them in there was saying, uh, and I can't remember if it was Michael Flynn or who it was, was saying that like, essentially they're running the country. Trump thinks he is, but the like, who, who is it? Like the joint chiefs you mean, or who's the guy that's in like the white house with the president, but his job is the military stuff. And then he talks to the top the secretary of defense. Yeah. 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 Um, and I can't remember what book it was, but it was basically saying the secretary of defense was essentially running the country. And just because Trump was so incompetent. I mean, I always assume most of his secretaries were yeah. running their individual departments yeah. without much. But I mean, like, him. but I mean, doing like the stuff, the president, because under a normal president, yeah. that is how it should be working. Anyway, as you got different departments that head up different stuff and then it, filters its way up to the peak at the president. And Mm -hmm. then he does shit. Mm -hmm. That's how it should work in an ideal situation Mm -hmm. of when the machine's running properly, but with Trump, it wasn't running properly. So you had people doing jobs that like at the end of the day, the president should be reading this and saying it's okay, but I guess I got to fucking do it because this guy doesn't know how to read. Um, So, and again, that's hearsay from a book. I don't know if it's true, but the whole concept of like military people and other people having to step in and do tasks 
for lack of a better way to put it, for the betterment of the country because the fucking person that should be doing it just isn't doing it. I don't have a problem with that if it is truly f- because like, no, this country needs to fucking run and nobody's at the fucking wheel. I'm okay with that. And if it truly is like, if they truly were afraid that Trump was going to maybe start a war with China or do something stupid, that is for the betterment of the country and the world at that point. So I'm okay with that, but it sets a super scary precedent. And uh, it's like, we were talking about Millie a couple of weeks ago with the, the race critical race theory stuff when he was uh, testifying in front of Congress or Senator, whoever it was. And, um, Let's say it was Rand Paul, wasn't it? I think it was fucking Matt Gates. That oh, was, yeah. right. And um, they asked him about critical race theory and something that had nothing to do with critical race theory. It was like a hearing about Afghanistan. I don't know. I got I hadn't really paid much attention to Millie up until that point. But just his response about critical race theory gave me a lot of respect for him and made me think like, OK, this guy seems to have a decent head on his shoulders. I don't know which way he leans politically. Don't really care. He seems like he takes the job seriously as he should be. And that shouldn't even factor into the job. And he seems to have a pretty good and respectable head on his shoulders. So with that in mind, I think I'm okay with the Chinese back channel. Well, but it does uh, set a super scary precedent. It it does make me wonder like how much this has been going on the whole time with like a lot of presidents. Cause you know, you got to think like the president, you know, the, the kind of the scary thing about Trump is like, Oh shit, the people, elected a moron but i mean when it's up to the people the mob you know to to decide who the leader is going to be um i i don't have a lot of faith in humanity especially like when you look at like the vast majority of humanity i start to be like yeah maybe maybe some of us aren't (laughs) aren't so great for the this whole thing but uh uh which is uh, i know it's a bad view to have but it's just it i've worked through that on this show many times i'm not going to rehash all that but i think that uh you know, how long, how, how often is the president there as, as just kind of a figurehead? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just didn't know it because they seemed pretty calm. They were able to keep the kayfabe going and it seemed pretty confident. Um, I mean, but I think if, if, if they actually are a smart, competent president, they're going to poke their nose in these places and they're mm-hmm. going to, they're going to, you know, be more involved. Right. I think Trump was, it was easier to do that with Trump because he probably didn't give a shit. His probably orders were y'all, you guys do what you do. Uh, I'm going to go play golf, you know? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's just like, I, I think you have like Tanner mentioned, uh, I think you have like a, a level of like, and the way that it should work, like you said, mm-hmm. is like the way that you delegate things to people and, you know, they kind of do run those departments and everything that the difference, like Ian mentioned is that there's normally a level of oversight over those things. Like mm-hmm. you got to come to me with, okay, like come up with a plan for X or Y or whatever, and then come to me, explain it to me. Let's go over it, whatever. I'll have my eyes on it. I'll sign off on it. Let's go. Whereas like, I think Trump just generally, which is what you were saying, Ian, but like, he just, he just didn't like really have an interest in such things. He was more interested in just like the, like politics or like the, or the celebrity or politics of yeah, the celebrity of politics. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And like just the like spectacle of shit that he was just like, uh, you know, like even like the Millie stuff, which again, account like having people that are actually accountable is important too. Trump ran or put the most like lackluster fucking is like the best way to put it. But people in charge of these apartments 
uh, Millie was like maybe a bright spot of that, but even him, he didn't really oversee it at all. So he was just like, well, do whatever you want. So Millie was like, okay, I'm going to do what mm-hmm. I want <laughs> at a certain point that involves like leaving you out of the loop on a couple of things. Like, or, you know, even if he tries to bring him into things, mm-hmm. it just, it makes me wonder too. It's like, maybe we're starting to verge. Cause I mean, overall politicians are pretty ineffective. Like it's, it's all this dog and pony show that they're doing nowadays. And it almost makes me wonder, I'm, I'm, and before I say this, I'm not advocating like military rule or like, you know, martial law. I'm not advocating like a, something like that, but maybe we're approaching Mm. a point where certain military officials are more effective at getting certain things done non-militarily like more politically leaning sort of things that need to be getting done than actual politicians. That's a tightrope. In the sense that they're the ones that are there on the fucking ground working with these people day to day. So they actually understand the culture. Like, and I mean specifically in cases of like foreign entanglement. Yeah. Foreign foreign stuff. And it's like my experience on this is just like reading about military stuff. I've never Ultimately, I do not know what the fuck I'm talking about right here because I've got no real or any military. I think we make that very clear, all three of us on every episode. But I know that like in Afghanistan, they worked a lot with the local police and things like that on Mm -hmm. training them. And you had units that like two or three American military guys that would be teamed up with like two or three Afghan guys teaching them English and tactics and stuff like that you're naturally going to get close to those people Mm -hmm. regardless of cultures. You're going to make friends with them. You're going to be buddies with them. And once you start becoming buddies with them, those cultural differences aren't quite as big a deal. Once you start becoming friends with somebody and seeing them on a day to day. So if you've got people there on the ground to some extent, if, if our ultimate goal is to be bridging cultures and societies and bringing about peace, in a weird way, when the military is not fighting, they're the ones that are doing that. Mm-hmm. All prepping it. So when the nice little shiny plane with the ambassador gets there, he can go around and be like, oh, this is, you know, Tom and Joe and and Andrew and and Tom. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, so in certain ways, I can see where that could be more effective than sending a fucking politician because they've fucking been there in the shit with them. They yeah. know what it's like to fucking live there throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think like one, like really big thing that, that had not really dawned on me, or at least like I hadn't made that distinction until you were talking about that just now was like, yes, like our guys, like on the ground guys, gals, others on the ground that are actually doing the work and like getting to know these troops and like training them up and everything. That's not the reason that all these guys like deserted to the Taliban. Like a lot of the reason they deserted to the Taliban was because of like financial shit. Like we, they weren't getting paid. They weren't Mm -hmm. getting uh, benefits. Like their family wasn't seeing any benefit from, you know, being on our side rather than the other side. Whereas they actually got more benefits on the other side. So yeah, it's like, and I, I would think a general, well, you know, depending on the general, I don't want to give too much or too little credit here. It's kind of up to the individual, I guess, but would know. uh, Okay. So we've got these guys trained. We've got them all, you know, equipped, like they've got the gear, everything else they need. Let's make sure that they're paid and happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the same thing you do for like sports teams. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing you do on like micro and macro levels. Like 
yeah, if, I, I think if you had somebody running that that was actually capable of, you know, funneling the things that these people need to stay happy and stay alive and not just go running mm-hmm. back to the Taliban at every, you know, at the first opportunity. Yeah, that'd well, be a lot better. Like with what I was saying about, you know, politicians being useless, it wasn't politicians that got us like physically out of Afghanistan. And I'm not trying to be like a military apologist or anything at all, because I know that's exactly what I sound like. <laughs> but it's like the reason Americans were able to get out of Afghanistan is because those people on the fucking ground mm-hmm. straight up knew some of the people that switched sides and was like, Hey man, like we were good like three days ago. And I know you guys are doing your thing. Just let me load the van and let it, we'll, we'll leave you to do your thing. We're even going to leave you a chopper. Mm-hmm. Just let us get the fuck out. And because they knew each other on a personal level, a lot of Americans, I mean, yeah, there's still a ton of people over there that need to get out, but a good number got out because of those personal connections fucking Joe Biden wasn't over there trying to take off in a plane. Like, and so it's like those personal connections. I don't know. That's all I'm saying is like, that's, what's going to bring about peace or whatever you want to call it an end to the chaos. I guess you're not going to get that by sending some politician a suit over there for two weeks to like shake some hands. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment. I also think like in, in specifically the, the Millie case, Trump was just such not a typical politician that it was it was sort I get I get why I mean especially I'm sure when you're working with him and dealing with him every day making that call to undermine him feels really important um, it reminds me a lot um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it it's it's on one of the uh, John Mulaney comedy specials he has this whole bit about a horse in a hospital and it's mm. it's a comparison comparison of the Trump election and that's kind of how I feel like where it's like kind of like what you were saying where it's like yeah, I mean, it sets a dangerous precedent, but at the same time, like, yeah, like we shouldn't let the military run in and, and, and shut down a hospital. But when there's a horse loose in the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it may, it makes, it makes it, uh, it's, it's an interesting, you know, I guess, um, thought thing. And I think a lot of people, it's sort of a litmus test where like, if you're pro Trump, you're going to immediately cry foul and call it, you know, treason. And if you're against Trump, you're going to be more inclined to be like, yeah, but fuck that guy, you know? I get I get the dangerous precedent argument, but I think Trump himself was a dangerous president. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I, I can reconcile that in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same here is I think I lean more that I'm okay with it than not. Moving on. I just wanted to plug John Mulaney. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, else? he needs more attention. Yeah. What uh what else we got over there? Um, did you guys want to go into it? Go into what? Wait, what's next? Oh, this fucking, I'm so goddamn sick of hearing about this fucking grass, <laughs> but yeah, let's go into that. We don't have to. No, let's do it. That's why I was trying to get you to get there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just fucking sick of hearing about this goddamn dr- all uh, over the place. Let's not go into it. Let's all not go into the it place. Then. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything to add. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything to I, add to it either. I read some stuff today, but the source was Fox News, so it's yeah. dubious, but apparently like Hmm. The person who made the dress, it, it's just, it's just, it's, I, I agree with the message of the dress. All right. I agree with the message of the yeah. dress, but the, the person who, the, the designer who made the dress, um, apparently has all kinds of like tax problems. And I was, saw this too. And I doubled down and checked it. It's true. It is true. It is true. And is also, um, either dating or married to a billionaire yeah. who, and that's not AOC's fault, but yeah. like, again, it's the people, the person Send it, you know, making the dress to send yeah. out. Like she could have gone to anyone to make this dress, yeah. and she went with her friend, who happens to be 
in line to become American royalty, essentially. And the this guy that she's dating, not AOC, but her friend, her designer friend, is um, the nephew of the main financier of the Nexium ship. Mm. Well, to add another layer to that too is the way that I didn't catch Liam. the way it's, that the Met Gala works is it's invite only. Mm-hmm. Designers design pieces that they I don't know. Say I'm a designer, I've designed some gorgeous piece of fashion that I'm like, oh, that would look great on Brad Pitt. I need to get in touch with Brad Pitt's people and be like, hey man, I'm going to send you to the Met. I've got an outfit for you. Basically, how that works. So with this being AOC's friend. Put that in context with that. The only reason that lady, from what I read, has the power to send somebody to the Met is because of her billionaire husband, who is big in the fashion industry. And like, there's she didn't nothing- send AOC to the Met. AOC got an invite from being a local politician. Yeah. Okay. So then that means she went and picked out the dress. Because that's what I was trying to figure out yeah, she is was, if AOC actually she was, designed the dress or if it was given or if it was a dress that somebody designed and was like, no, nah, I'm going to this for AOC. Oh, she said, I, I guarantee you AOC didn't pay for it, but it's uh, yeah. none of those people paid for their clothes that night because um, no, it's an advertisement. No, I'm just saying whether or not like AOC got a ticket and then was like, oh, I need a dress. I'm going to hit up my friend. Yeah. Or if she had a friend that was a fashion person that was like, no, hey, AOC, I designed a dress for you. Here's your ticket to the Met and the dress. No, she that well, the the designer had her own ticket was also there. So, yeah. Um, But uh, no, AOC did get her invite. Uh, That's they they typically will invite all like the local politicians and stuff. So she she did get invited. Um, You know, again, I I agree with the message of the dress. I don't I don't that that doesn't offend me or anything. Um, but I, I just, it, yeah, I'm kind of with you where it's like, it's been dominating the news cycle. And I think mm-hmm. it's like such a, I mean, yeah, the messaging was a little bad, but like people fuck up, whatever. It's not worth spending that much time talking about. Like I, I'm more interested in the Nicki Minaj shit, to be honest, but it's, right. I, also, yeah. I also, Oh yeah. Let's go yeah. to that. That's that to me is infinitely more interesting because it's infinitely more hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that it's just, beca- that's become a, a, firestorm in the media too no let's talk about that because yeah man i am i am swelling to talk about this story right now i, I think it's hilarious <laughs> like it's escalated to i don't know if let's go fucking balls to the wall on this one okay so Nicki minaj is under fire because basically from what i understand she's been saying that it uh damages men's fertility to get the covid vaccine which you know what that's a uh, pro in my book <laughs> Um, as long as it still works and spew spew every once in a while, like I don't care what it's spew spew and what gives you big old swollen balls. Who doesn't want giant balls? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't mind that either. ACDC has a fucking song about it. I want balls. I want balls so big that people are uncomfortable when I'm in the room, (laughs) even with my pants on. I got news for you. People are uh, just a giant. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so she's under fire for that. And I don't know if a phone call actually took place, but I heard that Joe Biden, (laughs) like this is ridiculous to me that this is the world we live in. This might be news to me. Joe Biden apparently has been talking about giving Nicki Minaj a phone call or he has given her a phone call to put her in touch with Dr. Fauci so she can ask all the questions she needs to ask. Simply because they know she's got so much like social clout and influence Uh over people. And I'm like, 
what the fuck is this world? Like where so we've weird. gotta convince Nicki Minaj. We have to give Nicki Minaj an audience with like actual like authorities so that way that she doesn't tell her her massive audience yeah. that yeah. That uh, the the vaccine makes your balls swell up. I got mine months ago, and I've had no issues. So maybe wow. I maybe it just didn't work on me. But I've been straining. I've been trying, and nothing. Like honestly, but yeah. no, it's to the. Oh, sorry. I was say. I mean, you know, it's a couple months ago. I'm getting older. Maybe my balls droop a little bit lower than they did a couple months ago. Maybe mm. like a little bit. That would be a sign of some more heft added. But uh, not. Uh, I, I don't know that that's even true. I don't measure it every day. So um, just every once a year, usually. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, no, I, uh, it, I think we use the same app. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, it's, I like it cause you can just rest your balls on the phone and mm-hmm. it, it gives you like a mass weight. <laughs> I know. I didn't even know my phone had like that chip in it. But. Yeah. It's, it's, it's neat. It's, it's new technology anyway. Uh, <laughs> but my, the, it's just funny to me that like, I mean, maybe, maybe this, it happened. Maybe her cousin's friend <laughs> really did. Maybe I'm not saying maybe it was the vaccine that did it. Maybe there was some other like thing causing it. And it just so happened that it manifested right after the vaccine. And so she's telling, she's just telling the truth that she knows, which is, Hey y'all. I honestly like would believe that she is just telling the truth that she knows part, but like I, the rest of the story is what, you know, cause it's like my cousin's friend, you know, right. it's that whole, like it's a fucking trope at this point to be like my cousin's friends, so-and-so's roommate. Look blah, at this blah, blah. fucking clickbait Washington Post title. But Nicki Minaj's COVID vaccine tweet is particularly harmful to black people. Like, okay. I mean, honestly, I, I don't disagree, I I but it's goes. like, yeah, and I know where it's going. And I don't blame black people for not trusting the government telling you to get a vaccine. I don't blame for that one bit, but. It's like it's such a clickbaity title. Oh, though. yeah, it is. I see. I see right above, though, that the White House offers to call Nicki yeah. Minaj to discuss. COVID oh, yeah. Vaccine. That's what you're just saying. No. Um, yeah, it, it was like, you know, the uh, the rally that we didn't even bother covering. The one that was on like the September 18th. Yes. Thankfully, like, t- there was nothing ago, to cover. The yeah. Thankfully, there was nothing to cover other than like uh, the very few pictures I saw of the very few people in attendance. There were some of them that had like American flags like with Nicki Minaj over them, which they would have had to have gotten gotten made like very recently. Right. That wasn't like around before. I mean, maybe it was, I don't know, which I guess, but <laughs> they're over her wet ass pussy now. I, right. They were mad at her about that. Was that, that Nicki Minaj? Wasn't, I think that was Cardi B was and, that? uh, that was Cardi B and Megan the stallion. Yeah. The stallion. Yeah. I knew it was Cardi B. I, for some reason thought Nicki Minaj, but I mean, Nicki Minaj has some songs that, you know, like, uh, your grandma wouldn't, probably yeah, it, yeah. get down there there I, I would put them in the same genre i think that's safe no um yeah i don't i don't know if there's much else to say about the Nicki minaj cousins friends whatever balls story yeah it was somebody she was saying in trinidad and tobago that's where she's from yeah and uh i can't remember i like somebody from there of some authority like their government oh yeah somebody like, had to nope, speak on it like, nobody here has reported any problems their version of like the cdc head yeah. or whatever had to like actually speak on it and yeah. said some like really choice like there's some good quotes from it yeah like, nobody has i just, I just love that, i love that tucker carlson had to get involved and he was just like i want to meet Nicki minaj's cousin's friend i want to inspect his balls i don't know that he said that but he did say the first part he's gotten involved <laughs> as fuck i want to see those balls show me those balls <laughs> 
Did, speaking of Tucker, did you see uh deranged Jim Brewer on his show? Did no, you actually watch it? No, I didn't. I couldn't bring myself. Oh, with God. the like just the yeah, just looking yeah, rough. Looking rough like, he apparently quit doing drugs a long time ago, but uh maybe not the booze. But when you do them for 30 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he looked rough and just I honestly don't know how Tucker does some of those segments without laughing. I don't either. And it, yeah, I think he I don't know if he I think he disassociates for most of his yeah, show. Just because cuts the, the other thing is like he's vaccinated. Yeah. Like he has to be yeah. to work there. Like so to for him to even be doing all these like yeah. things on anti-vaccine, it's like I think he has to just disassociate for a half hour, hour, whatever however long a show is. And then just like wake up like, oh. What's I mean? I don't, did it again. <laughs> don't, don't they film in like L.A.? Like in the in the? Uh, he might be. I don't know. I thought he was in New York, but it might not. be New York. But I, I, with me, it's like I feel like all that shit's just performative. Like you know, it's just like this. It's just a job. He's a, he's an entertainer. I mean, that's what. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what. Uh, well, who was it that, that got sued and then said that no, I'm just an entertainer? It was him. It, it was, was Alex him. Jones too. Alex Jones, yeah. and then also uh, yeah, Rachel Maddow. Know. Rachel Maddow yeah. is now in court said that she's not a an actual she's an entertainer first and so oh, really nice so it's it's just it's just i mean i i don't want to get on this big like fuck the mainstream media thing because I, I do still consume it because i think it's important to know what they're saying you do still get some facts out of them but like i think everybody just clocks in and then they're like well my job you know like i work for a company with different politics than i have and i just when i go to work i do my job my luckily politics aren't an aspect of my job so it doesn't i'm not i don't feel like i'm betraying myself doing a job but um like i you know i don't talk about my life at home that much at work i just do my job and go home Mm -hmm. and uh, i feel like for a lot of these people it's like well you know i'm trying to break into you know news journalism and it's a crowded market and this was an opening. So I'm going to take it and build a name for myself. And if I get rich telling, you know, rednecks to, you know, to go die of COVID then so be it. Yeah. And I, I don't think they, they generally, the ones that we've been talking about anyway, I don't think they write their own uh, scripts or their words for most of these shows. And if they, well, no, I, I would be shocked if they did. And I was going to say, even if they did run through them, it's probably not that much ahead of time. Some of them may be seeing these words for the first time. Like, I know we're not we weren't talking about Bill Maher, mm-hmm. but sometimes if I'm unlucky enough to catch a clip of his show, it seems like he's reading the joke for the first time yeah. as I'm hearing it for yeah. the first time that somebody else wrote. So it's like I think with a lot of these journalists, like it's kind of the same thing. It's like they kind of go do whatever the fuck they want to do. They schmooze and all this shit. And then they sit down and like, all right, put the papers in front of me or put it up on the prompter. Let's do this. They are to and the, their personalities. Yeah. yeah, they are to the news. What we were saying, Donald Trump was to the presidency. Like yeah, they show up. They want the celebrity of it, but they don't want any of the responsibility. Yeah, that's why they worked so well together. Trump and the media. I mean, whatever way you want to put it. Speaking of teleprompters, uh, Biden get, was giving some speech the other day. I can't remember. Oh, I think he was announcing uh, th- this new alliance or whatever it was with australia and mm. uh i can't remember who else it was but australia and the uk it's for nuclear yeah. subs yeah um he was announcing that and i don't know if the teleprompter sped up on him <laughs> or if maybe he like missed a part but he had to catch up real quick and watching him play those mental gymnastics to catch up on that teleprompter fast enough was pretty great yeah it was pretty great that's oof, like that's nothing rough. eventful happened but I've just like I've been in like local news. I've seen a teleprompter work before and like know what it's doing. 
and just like I knew immediately when he was like, and we're we're here. Let me tell you, Jack, we're here. And and then all of a sudden it went to like, like, I don't know. It was like, let me tell you, Jack, we're going to give Australia some nuclear subs. And uh, we're also going to give UK some subs and we're going to give them some subs. And then we're going to get back down. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's teleprompters are like, because especially if they accidentally speed it up, they can like reverse it. But then that's almost arguably more confusing because yeah. then the words are going backwards. And you're like, wait, where was I? uh no i didn't see that but it was, it, was pretty, I know, it was a small moment but it was pretty good i know yeah uh, i know that move was like to counter like you know china in that part of the world and everything mm. so it's yeah us uk and australia and if you look at them on a globe i was like well it seems all right I'm about three pretty well spaced mm. out <laughs> uh honky ass nations yeah. so yeah and although france i saw was pissed about this and like withdrew their u.s ambassador and i think we did the same and withdrew the uh, australian ambassador i don't know yeah, if but, they withdrew their uk one yeah, but what what is france gonna do dude that reminded me of like i had forgotten about this and i know we did our 9 11 uh thing last week or whenever but uh when we bombed those buildings yeah yeah, yeah i forgot right they told me, <laughs> me not too. to but i'd i've completely forgotten about this around 9 11 but france didn't want to go bomb iraq in Afghanistan with us. I know where you're going. And then we fucking hated on France for a, I mean, like freedom fries. That's like <laughs> no more French toast. Like we were done with France there for a bit, just done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd completely forgotten about that. Like, oh yeah, the that, France hate. And that was a lot of the Bush people. So yeah. it was, it was a lot of what we would come to see now is what we call like the the Trump people. And it was mm-hmm. to me, it was just this. It was the exact same kind of like performative outrage yeah. that you see you know like the we're gonna boycott uh mr potato head or some shit you know like yeah it per- performative like patriotism too and and also just selective like history remembering because it was like they, they were started calling like the french like uh like what like cheese loving surrender monkeys and like surrender frogs and all this shit and it's like man if you remember we might not be a country today if it weren't for france <laughs> like there's a there's a lot wrapped up. We've helped each other out a lot. <laughs> but it's what like, no, nah, just World War II. That's what matters. That's what my dad watches on History Channel. Yeah, we ought to send back the Statue of Liberty. Fuck those people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got anything else to uh, go over here? Unless we want to start talking about pure bloods, and I don't know that we do. Yeah, what's there to talk about there other than, like, it's dumb? But... Yeah, we can very briefly. Yeah. Uh, basically, people that have not been vaccinated currently are... They, you know, the language and the like outs to getting it have changed. But the current one that they've settled on, a lot of them, is that they are purebloods. Um, it's tied up in this sperm thing that I keep teasing, I think, on here. But basically, again, we don't have to go too into it. They think that their sperm is superior because the vaccine is going to kill ours, which, again, you're fine with. I'm yeah, mostly fine with. Yeah, 100%. Um, Save me a couple uh, grand on a vasectomy. There. Yeah. Bring it. And but now they're openly and actively calling themselves purebloods, which I think anybody with like any sense of history or that's read Harry Potter Mm -hmm. can find a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Like an obvious problem with. Yeah. One from history. It's like if, you know, purebloods, one, like a Nazi thing. Mm -hmm. And two, even aside of that, it's for it's like a royalty thing where it's like, oh, y'all are all hemophiliacs. Yeah. You can't, you know, well, you know, it's not great. (laughs) In the great war that's coming between vampires and werewolves, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it is the the breeding of the two that's going to save everyone. When you have a half werewolf, half vampire, 
Um, that's going to be and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, and Kate Beckinsale, but it's not gonna. But that you can't. I mean, that's that's people say, that say pure blood. She just might just st- complicate things. They want to stick to the old ways where there's pure vampire and pure werewolf. We need a world of both werewolf vampire hybrids. That's what I'm running on. 2024 for president. Vote for me. I'll make sure that we end vampire werewolf segregation. Stephanie Meyer as vice. Um. No. Oh. Okay. I was talking <laughs> about Underworld. Oh, I thought we were doing Twilight. I was going underworld. I don't know what's happening anymore. I like, I like my this. vampires this feels, dressed like they're in the Matrix. This conversation feels very deja vu-ish. I need to go back and listen to all the old episodes to figure out if we'd actually <laughs> yeah, hey, run this bit before. <laughs> go back and listen to every old episode. <laughs> Find out if we run Everyone. this bit before and uh, check back in. Yeah, do the work for me so I don't have to do yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and join us on Discord to, uh, to do that. Um, we'll have a, a better link to it next week. But for now, it is uh we'll put it in the show notes, I guess. Yeah, it was in the show notes last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, we'll have a I'll I'll have a catchier because well, one it, right it, now it, is well, like a little bit of a clunker. Yeah, it's on the website too. Like there's just a click here. Yeah. But thing, I mean one so, that we can yeah. say online other than capital oh, this, yeah, yeah, lowercase yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll I think put it's that up. I think it's in my link tree too. If not, I'll add it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my Instagram. You can follow me at Darth Plato. Also, yeah, plugs. Uh follow the show at in chaos we pod on twitter and instagram follow like uh tanner said at the top follow uh at brew chat chat with two t's and the hopped up network on uh instagram both of those and then ian at scenic city slaughter on instagram that's correct and i am sharp m as in monkey i am sharp official on twitter right no ian sharp just sharp like a sharp like a katana Right. And he puts up all his show information, like upcoming shows and things like that up there, right. of which he has a couple. One of them's coming up October 1st. October 1st. At the Bode at Hotel. The, at the Bode. You can get tickets at BodeComedy.com. It's going to be a great show. Lots of good comics on the bill. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a real fun time. These shows tend to sell out. So go ahead and get your tickets now. Um and uh i'm doing a, a whole bunch of material more than you would see at an open mic I've, i confirmed it last night i wasn't sure uh where what i was what i was doing i am very sure now it's going to be a great great set uh i'm going to um uh, hopefully slay that's my plan Fuck yeah dude it's the 2021 slaying uh and yeah like i said at the top riverside wine and spirits merchants on maine uh oh yeah and the other shows ian's launch his show boomer memes and then between the brews, which has got uh, some ladies that work in the beer industry here in town, given their perspective on uh, on working in the beer industry. So go check that out. And if you want the hard like beer shop talk, that's where you'll find that since I can no longer drink beer. So they're taking that over. So go check that out. And uh, I wanted to do a fun promo to like, I don't know, Nolan Family Funeral Home. If you don't want to go take the vaccine, they'll take you. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, shit's still fucked, guys. We'll see you uh, next week. This has been episode 48. Mm-hmm.